Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening or tuning in to the videos. Before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already subscribed to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel, please go subscribe to it, like to it, leave a comment in the comment section down below, uh, be a part of the conversation, ask questions, uh, share it out, it helps grow the podcast. If you like to listen to podcasts on audio form, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever. Please uh, follow it. I know for some, it will immediately alert you when you get weekly episodes. It will alert you when a new episode drops. Um, please leave it a review and share it out. Thank you so much. Um, the podcast can also be found on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go to bellyupsports.com. Check out all the podcasts, blogs, and everything else on there. Uh, a lot of great stuff on there, um, including this podcast. Betting season is in full swing. The Belly Up, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and this podcast are working with BetUS. If you use the link in the description below, uh, BetUS-BellyUpSports, and you do a minimum deposit of $100 and you use the code JOIN125, you're going to get 125% sign-up bonus. Um, the site also has casino betting, so 100% of that 125% sign-up bonus is going to go towards sports betting. The other 25% is going to go to casino betting. Um so just take the free money. Everybody loves free money. Go check that out. Um, if you're looking for new sunglasses, you're living on the West Coast and you're able to go to the beach still, down south, uh, you still have the sun out longer. If you're in the Midwest like me or up north and the winter is coming, and you're going to need sunglasses regardless. The snow is bright with the sun shining off of it. Uh, you got to look cool on the beach still, even though it's winter and you're going to be at the beach. 
Um, you need Yeats sunglasses, Y-E-E-T-Z. Uh, they're some of the most comfortable sunglasses in the game. Uh, they're also some of the most stylish sunglasses that they're going to be. So again, if you're on the beach, these sunglasses are built for that. They can handle the water, the sweat, the sand. It actually helps you see better. So when you're in the ocean surfing or doing whatever, you're going to be able to see the wave coming at you faster. If there's a shark, you're going to be able to see the shark coming after you. After you're going to be able to see it sooner. So it's actually going to help save your life. Um, when you're training outside for a sport during the day or anything else, it can handle all the blood, sweat, and tears. It can handle motorcycle rides, bike rides, running, anything you do, it's going to be able to handle. It's very comfortable. If you have a big head like me, big fat head, that's going to be able to fit you. Um, this company also, they give a percentage to all their profits. They go to different organizations. When this first started, they did beach cleanups and other community outreach programs. So if you go to yeatsofficial.com and use the code CSS, you're going to get 10% off your order. Go get these glasses before they're gone and go save the planet and help your eyesight get better. But go save the planet. Today's episode, we're going to dive into Illinois versus Rutgers preview, as well as we're going to look at the week eight of the Big Ten, and we're going to dive into week nine of the Big Ten. Some big games coming. Illinois had a historic game versus Penn State. It took nine overtimes. Now they have to turn their sights to Rutgers, so they're going to be playing Rutgers this week. Um, Who got the best of Illinois last year, so Illinois is going to have that revenge factor on their mind. The keys to pulling off this win in Champaign-Urbana, they got to stay level-headed. They cannot allow... That win they just had versus Penn State, a historic one where we're sending gloves to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, nobody thought we could win. All the the, the stuff coming from Brent Beal, must, um, uh, you know, his interview, uh, his press conference. We cannot. We we overcame all of that. Rutgers or uh, Penn State quarterback Clifford was not the healthiest. Um, we got to stay level-headed. Uh, Statowski did get hurt. He had surgery on his arm. So now our sights have to turn to Brandon Peters, where we are struggling at the quarterback position. Um, as the question is, he's going to be able to lead it. So the first thing outside of X's and O's is we have to stay level-headed. They have to come in thinking that they're going to win. They have to have come in and think, okay, they got us the best of us last year. We got to come in. We got to play well. We got to do the right things. It's Army. It's the military appreciation in Champaign-Urbana. And it's going to be emotional. It's going to be how do you handle winning? Illinois came in and they beat Nebraska pretty good. And then when we saw what happened, we, we were on a roll where we didn't win a game until we got to Charlotte. Charlotte came to town, we beat them. So how do we handle winning? A program to build this culture up is how do you handle winning when nobody expects you to? You beat the number seven team in the nation, a historic program like Penn State. How do you handle that? How do you handle winning? How do you handle that process? How do you handle yourself? Are you going to have a good week of practice? So all that stuff's going to tie into Illinois when Rutgers comes to town, because Rutgers started off the year, you know, playing pretty well. Um, if you look at Rutgers' schedule, they played pretty well coming into the year. Um, now, not necessarily a tough schedule. They did beat Temple, big, 61-14. to A big win for them is Syracuse, because Syracuse has played better down the stretch. They beat them 17-7. to Then they whipped Delaware 45-13. to Now, one of the things people need to kind of pay attention to is this is not the same Rutgers teams as years past. They Michigan was number 19 in the nation at the point. Now Michigan is number six. They played tough with Michigan. They lost 20 to 13. Then they lose to Ohio State, but Ohio State's on a different level. Then they play at home versus number 11 Michigan State at the time. They played tough up until Michigan State ran away with it. It was 31-13. Then they lose close to Northwestern, 21 to seven. They've had uh, time away. They had their bye week, I believe. So now they have to go to Illinois and play. So this is not the same Rutgers team. And we saw that last year with Illinois and Rutgers. This is not the same team as all the years past. This is not 
This is not going to be a gimme for Illinois. So to come into Illinois, one, we're losing Stotowski, who did not play well. But Illinois is coming off where they just ran the ball 67 times. They had seven offensive linemen on the field at one time. They had two tight ends on the field at the same time. They were just running, running, running. They ran the ball 67 times, had almost 400 yards rushing. They had 367, I believe, yards of rushing. So Rutgers is going to come in and say, okay, Illinois is going to run the ball at us. We have to be able to handle that, and they're going to be able to game plan for this now. This was kind of thrown on Penn State, but they're going to be able to do this. The thing with Rutgers is their offense. When we look, We're going to look at the numbers. Everybody loves numbers. Right now, Rutgers is predicted 53.2% to win the game. And you can't really blame them the way Illinois has has played. Points per game. Rutgers is averaging scoring 24.1 points a game. Illinois is only averaging 17.5. Points allowed. Rutgers has given up 22.6. We're giving up 23. So the defenses are pretty much similar. They're averaging 335 yards a game. We're, we're only getting 328. Passing yards, they're beating us big time. 205 yards passing a game versus us where we get 139. Rushing yards, we're barely beating them. They get 130, we get 188. We give up 403 yards a game. They give up 368 yards a game. Um, and we both give up a lot of passing yards, 219 for them, 252 for us. And then we give up a little bit more rushing, 149 to 151. If you look at the last five games, they've played Delaware, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Northwestern. We have played Maryland, Purdue, Charlotte, Wisconsin, Penn State. I think they have had the tougher schedule. They've had to go through the meat grinder of Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State, and then Northwestern. We've had to go through kind of the meat grinder. Maryland, Purdue are not the toughest of games, but they're also not the weakest of games. Charlotte, then Wisconsin, and Penn State. So they have gone through a meat grinder. They're sitting at three and four. We're sitting at three and five. Um, right now, Rutgers is minus one and a half uh, to beat Illinois, and you cannot blame them. So right now, everything's pointing towards Rutgers. But the main thing for Illinois outside of X's and O's here for a second is the mindset to come in to play, to say we're going to continue the play that we did at Penn State to here. The defense has gotten has gotten better. Coach Walters has done a good job there. Coach Brent Bielma has done a good job. The whole defensive staff has done a good job. The players are starting to figure out the defense, trying to figure out the scheme. They're figuring it out. They're figuring out the reads. It looks like they're flying up, making tackles. They're okay giving up the medium plays. They're okay with giving up some yards as long as they're not going to give up the points. And that's kind of what they did with uh, Penn State. They The defensive line played a lot better. They got hands-on. They were getting off blocks. They were pressuring Clifford. Um, the linebackers really flew to the ball. The safeties rolled down hard to, to make the tackle. So the defense is getting better. So defensively, I think we're going to be able to to handle Rutgers. They, they kind of do what the, the normal offense we all do or most teams do. You know, they're going to spread it out. They're going to do RPOs, play action. Their quarterback has thrown from 1,274 yards, so he can pass the ball. He is 126 of 199, so he has a 63.3 completion percentage. He has seven touchdowns and three interceptions. Now, if the defensive line can get some pressure, they've given up 12 sacks. So if our defensive line can get at their offensive line and we pressure Noah Vetterol, I hope I said his name right, the quarterback, it'll be okay. Now, their, their top rusher... Um, has a 329 yards. Their quarterback can also run the ball, so he's going to throw the ball. we got to have a spy on him to keep him in check with 194 yards rushing. So he's our second-leading rusher. So if we can contain him, stop the run, defensive line, and the linebackers play well, force him to start to get into passing situations, I think we'll be okay. They can pass better than we can at Illinois. But the defense, I'm not too worried about as long as they can contain the quarterback in there, make them run the ball with – they don't have a lot of running backs getting a lot of yards like we do at Illinois. So I think if 
were able to contain them like this and force them to get into things they don't want to do, maybe get in third and long situations. Um, we can control the first and second down line and all that. I, I think we're going to have a chance to win Illinois. Um, we just, we don't, we don't, they, we have to figure out passing. Our Tauski is going to be out. He had the surgery. So now we got to look at Brandon Peters. And I don't even know who another quarterback is going to be. Maybe they put Isaiah Williams back at quarterback, but it seems they're pretty content at him wide receiver. Our rushing game feels like it's doing better than Rutgers. With Chase Brown, he's our leading rusher, 637. Uh, Joshua McCray has 476. So we have running backs more than Rutgers. So defensively, we just have to control their pass game. We're going to have to bump the wide receivers. we got to be physical with them. The RPOs, we're going to have to outformation them on defense, move guys around. And if the defensive line plays a lot better or plays like they did against Penn State, I think we're going to do just fine on that side. Offensively, we just got to we just got to we've got to stay what we did against Penn State. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, control the clock. Brandon Peters going to have to play. Quarterback is our weakness right now at Illinois and it's very frustrating to watch and it's no I think Coach Bielema sees that. I think Coach Peterson over there sees it. I think they all see it. It is very frustrating to watch our quarterback play right now. So Brandon Peters is going to have to step up. He's going to have to make short throw completions. We cannot sit there and just run, 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 run when people are going to now start having film on it. Offensive line's blocking a lot better after Penn State. So the big question mark is what kind of mindset is Brandon Peters going to be? I think we just stay running the football, but then we play action and just do short passes, not the long passes that take a long time to develop. we got to keep tight ends in the block. It's okay to only have three guys go out for a round and we keep guys in the block. So on offense, we got to see what kind of, what's going to happen. Run game is going to be there. Run game will be there. I'm not too worried about the run game. The passing game is what's going to concern me. We only had 30-some yards passing last time. Brandon Peters did throw the two-point conversion to win after about four tries. So what what kind of mindset is Brandon Peters going to be in? It all is going to come down to can he make short throws? We, 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 we sh- if we get the run game going and we don't get backed up, we don't have penalties, we don't get t- uh, t- uh, touchdowns called back, we continue to formation with heavy sets and I call them heavy personnel and everything. You get more tight ends and linemen. He's got to complete five-yard passes at least. We don't, I don't, as long as we don't get into those type of situations and we, we, can, we get ahead of the chains, we're not going to need him to throw 40 yards. We don't need the big shots. Uh, Illinois' offense needs to sustain drives. They need to be out there five to eight minutes at a time if we can handle it, but five minutes to seven minutes so our defense stays off the field and is able to really sit there and talk to the defensive coaches and really figure out what the other offense is doing so they can stop them. So the keys for Illinois, quarterback play, how's Brandon Peters going to handle it? Can he complete a freaking five-yard out or a hitch or a slant, maybe a dig route once in a while, and then can they can stay, sustain the run game? I think they can. I think the offensive linemen, you know, I think Coach Bielma got to them, and they're going to step up and play. They're going to do all that. Those are the keys for Illinois to win. And I'm not worried about the defense. As long as they contain the run game and they're physical to wide receivers, they'll be fine. But the biggest thing, because the defense is figuring out the biggest thing is going to be the offense. Can we complete a pass? Five yards. That's it. So if Brandon Peters comes in and he has the right mindset, the whole team has the right mindset, handling how to win. They can play well. They can do all that. I think they're going to be just fine. But that's that's going to be yet to be seen. So the key is going to be quarterback play for, for Illinois. The mindset of the whole team and the quarterback play 
uh, for Illinois. That's going to be the whole thing for them on how they're going to win against Rutgers. I think they will, but it's not going to be a high-scoring game. It's not going to be um, a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's going to be tough. Uh, going into Big... Now now we're going to talk about the whole Big Ten. Last week, my Big Ten picks, picks of Week 8. Um, if you count my Illinois-Penn State one, I was 3-2. and two. If you don't, I was 3-1. and one. I didn't really want to pick that one. I kind of leaned towards Penn State, and they proved me wrong. Um, going into Week 9, there are some huge games, and I'll save one of them for last. So we're going to start with Iowa and Wisconsin. This is going to be a physical game. Iowa sitting at number 9. They are they 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 can't believe they lost to Purdue. They've had time away. They've got to regroup. I had them picked to get to the Big Ten Championship to try to beat Ohio State. They still have the opportunity to try to get to the Big Ten Championship game. The door is open for them to get there, but they've got to start playing better now. You're going to have Iowa trying to run the ball at Wisconsin, who has a tough defense. They are also going to try to run the football at you. So this is going to be a hard-hitting game. This is going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to come down to who can make the plays, who's going to flinch first. And I think Iowa has a better passing attack when it comes to Wisconsin. So if Iowa's offensive line shows up, uh, Petrich shows up their quarterback, and Iowa's linebackers flow and able to tackle Wisconsin, and who controls the clock is going to win. I'm leaning towards Iowa in this game to win, but it's going to be a hard-hitting game. If you want to see a low-scoring game, you're going to watch that. Rutgers and Illinois, we just talked about. I am leaning with my fighting Illini. Indiana and Maryland, who are both struggling. Indiana just show themselves that they were last year, but they're still playing tough. They're just not scoring the points they were. They're not flying to the ball as well on defense. Maryland is hit or miss. Sometimes their offense comes out and they're, they're, they're rocket fires and they're hitting well, you know, hitting the pass well and doing everything else. Defensively, they can fly up and make the play, but Maryland's also a show themselves that they were at the beginning of the year. Right now, I think it's going to come down to who knows how to handle these type of situations, who's going to step up, not saying one coaching staff's really better than the other, but I think this is going to come down to Tony Allen, Coach Allen, really stepping up, getting his guys ready to play, and Indiana finally just kind of saying, screw it, playing free. I'm going to go with Indiana versus Maryland, but it's going to go either way. Minnesota is kind of that same way. They're kind of playing free now, not too worried about anything. Pressure's off of trying to get to the Big Ten. Northwestern is hit or miss. They're very inconsistent. Sometimes their offense is playing well. Their defense is making plays. This is going to be another low-scoring game. But just the way the year has gone, Northwestern has struggled a little more. I'm going to lean towards Minnesota. Purdue, everybody was high on Purdue last week. I had picked Wisconsin to beat them. They Purdue. Everybody kept saying Purdue was really going to do well after being Iowa. I just didn't see it as long as you can run the ball at them. But they are playing Nebraska, who Scott Frost, I've talked about before. He probably needs to go. Purdue and Nebraska, I just think Nebraska is in a free-for-all right now. Um, they play tough, and all of a sudden just can't finish it in the end. So I think Purdue, coming down to the wire, is going to be able to win over Nebraska. Number 20, Penn State. Uh, you have James Franklin. Maybe it's one foot in, one foot out. Is he looking towards the, the USC job? Um, Clifford, I think they rushed him back. They will not reveal what his injury was. He did not look great. So what's going on there? We don't really know what's happening with him. They have to travel to play number 5 Ohio State, who is starting to become Ohio State once again. Quarterback plays better. Wide receiver plays better. They're running the ball more or a lot better. Their defense is figuring out exactly what kind of defensive scheme they're going to run, that 4-4-4-2-5. Dare I say Penn State's just a free fall now this year. Uh, James Franklin with the one foot and one foot out. Is something going on we don't know about? Are they rushing guys back with these injuries? Ohio State is going to win. It's a primetime game on ABC at 6.30 because um, it's always a good rivalry with Penn State. Somehow Penn State always pulls us out, but this year I think it's Ohio State. 
The biggest game in the Big Ten is going to be a surprise. Two surprise teams, in my opinion. Number six, Michigan, will travel to play number eight, Michigan State. These games are always fun and exciting because you've had like the punt return before. You've had these last-second plays, kind of like in Alabama and in Auburn. Michigan is, like I've said this before, is sneaky good. Nobody's talking about them until right now. Right now, people are kind of talking about Michigan. You don't hear much about Jim Harbaugh. You don't hear much about Michigan at all. Michigan State is in a surprise. I didn't think they played that well last year. Mel Tucker Jr.'s name has been thrown around for the LSU job. Right now is his audition for that job. If they start to lose, they have a tough schedule coming up. With Mich- Michigan State has a tough schedule that is going to be coming up starting now. They've got Michigan, Purdue, uh, who's playing better than Maryland. They've got Ohio State and Penn State. If they lose a couple of these games, his name might be thrown out of the hat. But this is a big rivalry game, so you never really know what's going to happen. Uh, Michigan is playing sneaky good. Like I've said, when you look at the statistics, they're just playing competent offensive football. They are running the ball pretty well. The running back, Blake Corum, has 729 yards rushing. Um, Sheen Haskins has 602 yards, so they are running the ball pretty well. Devon Everts, 139. A.J. Henning, the wide receivers even rush some yards on some jet sweeps. Receiving, they are just spreading the ball around. Their quarterback is taking what they're going to give them. They've played two. Uh, Cade McNary, he has, he's 92 of 146, 1,115 yards. Five touchdowns and one interceptions. He's only been sacked twice. Offensive line, is they're blocking pretty well. They're pass protecting pretty well this year. They've only given up three sacks. So offensive line play has been huge. But their defense, their defense has played pretty well. Um, they're not giving up as much. Um, they're not giving up as much points as they were before. They're not giving up all the yards. Right now, Michigan is 56% to win. Um, if you look at the statistics, Michigan is scoring 37 points a game. Michigan State's 34. Um, yardage is pretty similar, 442 for Michigan, 451 for uh, Michigan State. It's the rush yards. Michigan State's pretty balanced, 251 yards passing, 200 rushing. 189 passing, 253 rushing for Michigan. So Michigan just takes time off the clock. Their defense is actually playing tough without Coach Dan Brown, who a lot of people were not a fan of that um, that uh, decision. But the defense is actually playing well. They're tackling well. Michigan's offense is just hitting. The offensive line is blocking pretty well. Um, their wide receivers are making plays. They're spreading the ball around. The running backs are running pretty well. So Michigan is just being sneaky good, but Michigan State is playing the exact same. So this one, it's going to be a toss-up. I'm leaning towards Michigan in that game just because I think they're just sneaky good. Nobody's talking about them. A lot of people are talking about Michigan State, the way the running back's playing. Mel Tucker for the LSU job. A lot of pressure starting to file on them. I see this being, it could be like a 30-27 to 27 game. Something that's going to go back and forth. It's going to be really high scoring or somewhere in the middle. It's going to be a great game, but that's the game of the week in the Big Ten. Michigan is just being sneaky good right now. Way more than Michigan State. More people are talking about Michigan State than Michigan, and I think they use that as fuel when they're not in the spotlight to talk about winning championships and everything and the way their offensive line play is playing, they're taking what the defense is giving them. They're not forcing anything. They're not doing too, anything too fancy on offense. Their defense is playing sound, keeping everything in front of them. They're playing well. So it's going to be a sneaky good game. I think that's going to be the game of the week. But um, yeah, so there's my Illinois preview. Wanted to talk about that um, and then give my weekly Big Ten picks and the game to watch out for so if you're a betting person to try to pick those um thank you guys so much for listening again go check out all the affiliates in the description below go check out the bill up sports podcast network and all that please like and subscribe and share out helps helps everything thank you guys so much check out the weekly episodes uh 
Go check out everything else on the podcast. I'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.